Everyone has a story. Stories of adversity, stories of perseverance, stories of accomplishments, and maybe even stories that will make others laugh. No matter the story, we can be inspired and motivated by them. Most of all, we can learn from them. This is the Big Peach Ride Run Podcast, hosted by me, Dave D2 Martinez, and I want to hear your story. And yes, welcome to the Big Peach Ride and Run Podcast, and I am your host, Dave Dolomite D2 Martinez, and yes, that is a mouthful. And on this episode, I'm titling it Year-End Reflections or Musings or whatever, but uh, just a little bit of uh, kind of looking back at some things. I There, there is no guess uh, for this episode. It's the end of the year. Um, holidays have kind of started already with the Thanksgiving holiday. I did a bit of traveling, um, going home to see my folks. Um, we had our annual, um, you know, planning, um, retreat at, up at Blue Ridge, uh, with, uh, Big Peach and our organization. So that kind of kicks things off for our annual planning sessions. And we've got, you know, Christmas and the holidays and everything else right around the corner. So between my traveling and a busy schedule, and some of the guests that I had also anticipated um, having on the podcast also having um, a busy schedule. Some of them were for races. Some of them were also due to things that were happening within the running industry, uh, like the running event, or as what we call uh, for short, the TRE. And uh, I'll get a little bit into that as well, because that sort of kind of pairs up a little bit with uh, our annual meeting at Blue Ridge. So, um, so yeah, let's talk about our annual meeting at Blue Ridge is sort of kind of like, you know, where we kind of, you know, kind of look at this past year and then look towards next year, start making plans as to what we're going to do, our focus and start putting our budgets together. Um, and, you know, our annual meeting at Blue Ridge has become sort of our own mini TRE, our own mini running event, um, where we invite several of our top brands and manufacturers to join us to talk about, um, how we'll partner with them um, for the following year, um, and talk about you know uh, you know any updates, things that we should be uh, looking out for for the new year, um, any type of uh, marketing initiatives, uh, strategies, and things like that. Um, we also get a little bit of a preview of. Um, some new shoe models, which I'll get into as well. Um, and then obviously there's uh, the running event in Austin, Texas, which you know I didn't get a chance to go. Uh, I did my best to try to get a free uh, trip out of it uh, by being a presenter, but that didn't work out for me um, this year. So I'll keep trying and see if I can make it back out there. But I wanted to get a little bit and and kind of give you guys all um, uh, sort of kind of a state of the of the running shoe and the footwear industry as well as state of the cycling industry because there's some things that have happened, um, obviously because it's been ongoing because of the pandemic, right? And, you know, first we had the shortages of the pandemic um, that started in, you know, what was it uh, now, 2020, you know, and, um, you know, we had those shortages where we had shipping issues and, you know, um, you know, shipping containers being, uh, you know, stuck at docks and, you know, trying to get product and a higher demand for um, you know, running shoes because a lot of people got into, you know, more healthier type of a lifestyle and activities and wanted to pick up running and cycling. And there's a huge demand for cycling. So all that now is sort of, we're at the state right now where there is a lot of inventory. So all that inventory that had been waiting and the mass production of, um, you know, of all these different, you know, shoes and bikes and all that have caught up with us and demand has sort of, dropped a bit. You know, we're back into, I guess, more that, you know, uh, 2019 type of, uh, of, of world where we're 
we're back in the office for a lot of uh, uh, people. You know, we're probably not running as much. We're probably not cycling as much. Um, we've seen uh, some in the uh, business, you know, where, you know, Peloton has laid off uh, people and other uh, things like that, that, you know, were really huge for them and huge businesses for them in 2020 and 2021 have now sort of, they've had to kind of scale back. And um, because that, that type of, um, you know, was, you know, that type of, scenario was really unsustainable. It was, it was just not, um, you know, it was a pandemic. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that kind of, kind of happened and it can be explained, uh, due to, due to the pandemic. So what does that mean for the state of running shoes and for footwear and for, and for running? Well, there's a couple things, you know, local races for one seem to be down in participation. And that's something that we'll probably look at and see what, what can be done, um, and how we can help, you know, get, you know, our, our race partners back to getting participants out, um, you know, on the weekend to run their races. Um, but for most of you, it's going to you know, really be about, you know, the shoes and footwear. So basically, you know, you, there's probably going to be a good opportunity to get shoes, you know, at, you know, discounted. However, it's probably not going to be, um, like a huge, you know, blowout where you're going to get, you know, a lot of shoes at 50% off because the shoe manufacturers, the vendors there know what this does to their brand, knows how it affects the retailers. So what you're probably going to end up seeing is longer um, delays or longer between any updates. So we're typically footwear's uh, models have updated almost on a, you know, a 12 month cycle. We're probably going to start seeing more of an 18 month cycle. So instead of releasing, you know, a, a brand new shoe every single year, we're probably going to wait, you know, for a year and a half before that next model comes out until that, um, you know, inventory gets back to a better, yeah, more sustainable level. Um, so right now, a lot of the manufacturers are over inventoried, and, you know, they're starting to scale back a little bit and sort of, sort of kind of try to balance everything out. We're going to see a, a bit of a, a delay in some new releases. So if you were anticipating some, some great new updates on, on the same cadence as we had in the past, you probably won't see that. But you will probably see some discounting, but probably nothing in the, in the range of, you know, 50% off or, or, or closeout type of deals like that. But you will see a few discounts as the newer models start coming in. Um, but they'll, they'll, they won't be, uh, right when the new model releases. So that's something where you'll be able to benefit from it. But, um, you know, uh, just something to kind of keep in mind, especially if you're, you're one of those individuals that really likes those, uh, you know, the updates every single year, you may have to wait a little bit longer. You'll probably get more color choices, um, because of the longer, um, you know, cycle between, um, between updates. As far as cycling, cycling is probably the one that is, will probably be impacted the most. Um, we saw, you know, recently through the holidays and the Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday sales, and even continuing now, I still get, you know, a lot of emails with stuff that's discounted. So they're very over inventoried on bikes. You're going to get, if right now you're in the market for, for a bike, this is the time to jump on it. Um, we ourselves are having a 20% off of any existing uh, models that we have in our stores. Um, I don't think that we'll be doing a whole lot of discounting going forward, but uh, because we we are a smaller shop, so we're not uh, we don't have a huge amount of inventory. But for other cycling uh, shops that have maybe anticipated a higher volume and it's now slowing down, you will probably be able to get some really deep discounts um, 
I know online vendors have um, have really discounted, especially on components and accessories. So I've seen, you know, you know, especially higher end uh, items like we're talking about two, three hundred dollar cycling shoes going, you know, for fifty percent off. Um, you know, same thing with helmets and even some components, full components from I saw recently from SRAM that are, you know, anywhere from thirty to forty percent off. So um, once again, the cycling industry is trying to kind of find some equilibrium and sort of kind of, you know, level out their inventory. Um, and, uh, so we'll see kind of what happens, but, you know, that's sort of kind of where we're at right now. We're sort of kind of going post pandemic, you know, even though it's, you know, it, the pandemic isn't necessarily over, but, you know, back to a more realistic and back to a 2019, um, you know, a level as far as inventory and, uh, and a state of business. So that's one of the things that we've kind of learned as we've kind of we're finishing off the year as far as we're finishing off uh, 2022. That uh, brings us back to you know, our, our annual meeting where we talked about these things and kind of planning for next year and and what uh, we're going to you know work how we're going to work with our vendors. Um, but they also gave us some previews to some shoes that uh, you know they're excited about and some of them I, I mean like I said some of them will not update or will receive very minimal updates um, because they will probably go from you know one year to a year and a half uh, update cycle. But there are a couple few notables that might be worth mentioning um, because it's I think it's it's they're trying to attract uh, you know you know newer uh, uh, runners or different types of runners that are more uh, in tune to uh, just being more just active and not necessarily for those that are trying to compete and race every single weekend. But that doesn't mean that we won't see some some newer models that are definitely targeted for the more serious or more active runner. So for instance, the one that I'm sort of kind of excited about is the Saucony Convara Pro. So the Convara is now, I think, 13 years. Uh, I think the current version is is 13. And the Pro uh, takes it to a new level where the original Convara was more for that minimal um you know, natural stride type of runner um, that was looking for a lower drop shoe, very lightweight, um, and created more as a racing shoe that was really embraced by the minimal uh, movement um, in the early, uh, you know, I guess it was 2010, 20, yeah, yeah, it was around 2009, 2010 when, when the first Convara came out. And so now the Pro uh, gets a higher stack height, it gets a carbon plate, it is now has, I think it's using all three different foam, uh, you know, power run foam. So it's using the, the power, um, power run foam, the power run PB as a top layer and the power run PB uh, in the sock liner. So it's designed for that everyday, uh, kind of training shoe. So if you're, you know, using that super shoe for race day, then this would be the shoe that you would train, um, if, and still want that carbon fiber plate to train in every day. It still would be a good, you know, race day shoe for those that just want a one option. But that's kind of interesting to see, um, and a, a departure from that Kinvara that is really, you know, low uh, to the ground, uh, almost in that minimal, um, uh, still type of category. But definitely for that, um, more of that racing type of shoe, where this would be more of an everyday type of trainer with that carbon fiber plate. The Hoka Rocket X 
2 is uh, coming uh, out, and that's been updated um, to now include a super foam, the PB uh, uh, foam that uh, a lot of other manufacturers have been using. Um, the that's that's coming out in March of this of 2023, and I forgot to mention the Convara Pro that'll be out in August of 2023. Another one that is I'm 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 always uh, very interested in because I've always been a fan since the original version is the Hoka Clifton Nine that gets a updated uh, Jakarta mesh. And it's all supposed to be a bit softer and has a new midsole compound. And that's going to be released uh, here very soon in February 2023. And it's going to contain an extra two millimeters of, of extra stack height. So gets a little bit softer. And that's, you know, for me, that's what I remember about the original Clifton. It was very lightweight and 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 soft, but still had that responsive feel. And it seems like it's sort of kind of varied a little bit from that more responsive to softer to more responsive and, and sort of kind of played around in the last, you know, several versions. And so it looks like it's going back to be that still a little bit softer with enough of that uh, responsive feel for those that really want to, uh, you know, race and use it as a race shoe. The other one, which I, you know, I tried out when they first released, uh, was the Challenger. And this is, this is now, they're on version 7. The Challenger is basically the trail version of the Clifton. And this version will actually get the same ver uh, same updates as the Clifton 9. So it'll um, be a bit softer. It will have that new same midsole compound. Um, it'll have the 2 millimeters extra stack height. Um, but it's a trail shoe, but designed more to be that kind of road to trail shoe. So you can take it on, on you know, it's not a, won't have a very aggressive lug, uh, you know, and, and traction, but for, for, you know, dry type of, uh, you know, and well groomed trails, it'll be a great option. So I, I do plan on getting my hands on that here in the near future, because uh, that one is actually uh, releasing here. Uh, if it hasn't released already, I've got a December 2022 as a release date. So if it hasn't released already, it will release here before the end of the year. In a new shoe that um, I saw and I, I find, uh, you know, it's a great looking shoe. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's a Hoka shoe. It's called the Transport and it's designed as a casual everyday commuter shoe. Um, it sort of looks like a skate shoe, but it's for those that are just want a good, comfortable uh, shoe to walk in. Um, that, you know, it comes in solid colors. It'll come in all white or all black, I believe, or at least with a uh, uh, that gum type of uh, outsole, um, at least in the black, if I remember correctly. But it's for those that are like bike commuters that needs to kind of a shoe that they can, you know, you know, pedal their bike into work and, and then use it to walk around with all day. Or if you're just kind of using it as an everyday, you know, casual shoe, whether you're going to the you know, grocery store or shopping or walking or whatever, um, it's a good looking shoe. And I, I, I personally want to give it a try. I think it's, uh, it's something that, like I said, it looks like a skate shoe. It looks more like a, more of that trendy type, type of a uh, fashionable type of shoe. Um, Still having that little bit of a of a higher stack heights, but still having that kind of silhouette of a of a skate shoe. So that'll be uh, kind of cool to see when that uh, release here. That's a January February release. And the last one I've got here, which I'm surprised because I just started running in this shoe. I mean, literally just got uh, 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 my hands on it like two weeks ago and put a good amount of miles in it. But it's a Super Comp Trainer and the Super Comp Trainer Two. You know, that is, we've already got an update for that for summer of 2023. And what's interesting about it, 
It's a super comp trainer by New Balance. Is a carbon plated shoe. It's got a one of the highest stack heights that I know. I think it's a 47 millimeter stack height, uh, eight millimeter drop. And as far as uh, it being a legal shoe for racing, um, it is it is not legal. It is um, I think the 40 is a max uh, height for it to be a legal shoe to to race and to compete for prize money. Um, if you're really that competitive, you you know you need to be aware of that. And this is now going to be a be a legal ratio. It will uh, lower the stack height, uh, so it'll be at least uh, you know at least under forty millimeters. But it, it also loses a one ounce of weight, um, which is good because it is a it's you know obviously with that much foam, it does end up being a little bit heavier. And in my experience in running with it, I don't notice the weight, and I've put on you know put in a good fifteen miles. All my I've done a lot of long runs um, in this shoe. Um, over the last few weeks. Um, but it does get a new foam, which, um, which allows it to lose that weight. Um, the upper also gets updated. And like I said, that's a summer 2023, uh, you know, uh, when it'll be available. And it's, uh, it's, it's a surprising, you know, good shoe. It, it feels great for, you know, the longer training runs. Uh, I, like I said, I did a lot of, uh, you know, you know, I went out and put, I think on the first day, I think I put out on uh, 13 miles and then 14 uh, a couple of days later and then 15 and uh, two days after that. And that was all my preparation for, um, you know, getting some long runs in for this um, Pine Mountain uh, trail race that I did. And, and I, because I was down in Florida, didn't have access to trails and didn't really need to get my runs in early in the morning in, in the dark. Um, I, I ran on very flat, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, paved paths and, um, it performed really, really well. I did not feel as beat up as I expected to be. And, uh, you know, I, 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 it's, and like I said, I don't want to get into doing a complete shoe review, but I'm surprised that already that it's, uh, it's lighter and it's a lower stack height. So it could be a great option for you if you're looking for kind of an all around long distance marathon shoe, um, for racing, um, that might be a, a good one, uh, to, uh, to, to check out even, you know, don't, you don't even have to wait for next year. It's a great shoe even right now in the current version. So, um, as I said, I, I did, um, I did do Pine Mountain this past weekend. Um, and it is, uh, man, that was, it was a, a good course. It was a challenging course. I will say that it was not, I, I had built it up in my mind to be a lot harder, um, and, and by that, I mean, I, I thought there would be a lot of steep climbs and there were definitely a lot of climbing, um, and a lot of descents, but it wasn't, um, there was stuff there. I thought that, I, that it was runnable, that based on my training, um, I felt that I could run up the hills and not be completely spent. Um, and it was enjoyable. It was a beautiful uh, area, um, guts, um, you know, ended up putting on a great race, great support, great volunteers. So thank you to them. And for those of you, if you're looking for, for a race, uh, consider that, uh, or any of the other guts races, um, because they do a fantastic job. I ended up doing the 19 miler and that took me about four hours, 15 minutes. And, you know, I was just happy to, after taking over a year off from doing any trail races, 
um, and really not doing any really any real races at all. I think I've only done one race this year, and that was the Peachtree Road Race. Um, it was good to be back out there, run into other people that uh, and familiar faces that uh, I've seen uh, previously, and, and to reconnect with with them. Um, but uh, it, it, like I said, it was it's uh, you know I did the nineteen miler. Um, they also have a 40 miler if you really want to get into that ultra distance. Um, and I was just happy to be out there to finish and, and not feel like I was completely beat up. Uh, I did feel a lot of soreness, uh, the following day. Um, there was towards the last few miles where I was, uh, you know, had to stop and walk on some of those hills. I, I was feeling tired. I was starting to get a little cramp there, especially in my inner thighs. Um, they were, they were cramping up and, um, you know, I think I did, I, my training was good. I could have done a little bit more. And I say that now looking back after looking at my race results is I, I finished uh, fifth in my age group and, uh, and, uh, I think third and fourth finished a little over six minutes ahead of me. So I wasn't that far behind, and I know I lost time in those last few miles. So overall, I'm happy with my performance, And um, but at the same time, you always look back, and even though placing wasn't something that I was – really looking at it wasn't until the next day where I looked and said well how well did I do you know what you know what you know what could I have done differently could I have you know how close was I to placing where I realized okay I was six minutes off and you know a little a few more trail runs and uh, a little bit uh, longer more uh, longer distances because the max I did was 15 I think if I've gone up to the full 18 or 19 miles in my training and a, and a, and a bit more climbing um I don't know. Maybe maybe I could have placed in my age group. So overall, I thought it was a great race. I think I'm happy with my performance and just happy to to be out there, um, and uh, and participating and uh, competing with uh, the rest of uh, with the rest of uh, uh, of our trail uh, running community. Um, so as far as you know, the, my year ref- reflections, we'll we'll cover that uh, after this break. But basically, there's some things that I've kind of have as I've yeah. I also celebrated a birthday um, this last month. I'm 53 now, and there's things that I've been thinking about since ever since I turned 50. Some things that I've gone through personally, um, you know, with my uh, family. Um, you know, and that had a lot to do with my visit to Orlando, uh, you know, over the last, uh, you know, a couple of visits over the last month or so and dealing with some things that my dad has kind of gone through with his, with his health that have left, left me kind of thinking about things and just, like I said, a lot of different things that I've kind of, you know, have been reflecting on and whether it's musings, ruminations, I believe is a, is a term, um, has me kind of thinking about some things that I wanted to, to share with all of you because I think it's something that, once again, if, if there's something I'm going through, something that I feel, some insight I've get, gained, you know, maybe I can share it with, with um, you know, this audience and maybe that's something you guys can benefit from that as well. So it uh, it's all about living healthy and longevity and I'm by no means an expert, but uh, it's something that I've been, you know, seeing a lot about and, and, and watching some videos and reading some stuff about and, and just trying to be better educated about it as, as I get older and start thinking about, you know, things uh, as, I, as I'm, you know, age and, and I'm over 50. So uh, I'll have, uh, you know, my reflections and my thoughts right after this break. At Big Peach Running Company, we take pride in listening to your needs. We take into account the shape of your feet, previous injuries and activity level to guide you to comfortable shoes for your feet whether you're a runner walker 
fitness enthusiasts, or simply need comfortable shoes to wear. We offer the best customer experience in the friendliest environment. It's no wonder we've been voted one of the best running stores in America by our fans. Visit any of our nine Big Peach Running Company locations for a free fit assessment and video gate analysis. Go to BigPeachRunningCompany.com to learn more. And welcome back. And um, as I said before going to the break, um, so some things that I've kind of thought about, some things that have been on my mind over the last few years, and I may have mentioned it in previous podcasts, um, I think I mentioned something with uh, Dr. Amanda Smith about how um, I'm trying to take better care of myself and being a little bit more um, focused on as I age, getting stronger and staying healthier to avoid complications and things that have happened. And I've, I've seen, and it seems like everything sort of kind of like starts happening and it's just, you know, things start popping up on my timeline or videos and things I start seeing that sort of kind of says, well, you know, you know, maybe this is a sign, maybe this is something that I should pay more attention to. And then you know, recently, as I, as, as I mentioned previously, you know, I, I ha- traveled down to, um, you know, Florida to, you know, visit my parents because, you know, m- both my mom and my dad, uh, you know, are, you know, obviously older, you know, my dad's 84, my mom's, you know, 78. And it's that time where, you know, you start kind of having sort of health issues. And one of the things that my dad had recently, you know, and I won't say recently because we've known about it for a while, and that's he has high blood pressure. He hasn't really taken care of himself. He hasn't really wanted to do anything to address it. And then so recently he started going to a doctor and started, you know, taking some medication. And what ended up happening is that, you know, the the doctor ended up putting him on like four different types of medications for a variety of different things. At least three of them, you know, were, were going to lower his blood pressure. And what ended up happening is that, you know, one week my dad's walking around, you know, and, and, and moving around as someone who's 84 would move around, right? Maybe a little slow, but he's, he's walking on his own and, and has no issues, right? And then, he starts taking this medication and all of a sudden he's weak. He's feeling, uh, you know, dizzy. He's fallen several times. Mom's had to call 911, you know, to, to help pick him up because my mom is, you know, she, my mom's like five foot nothing, or maybe she might be actually be, you know, less than, you know, smaller than that and weighing only like 120 pounds. And she can't pick my dad up, who's like five, six, 150 pounds. And, you know, there's concern as to what's going on. And, and, you know, and so I go down and, and, and start looking at the medication that he's taken and start, you know, researching it and doing this, the, you know, this, you know, looking at the side effects and everything else that goes along with it. And yeah, there were some side effects that included, you know, weakness, faintness, and dizziness. And, you know, all these different medications were all, he's taken all at the same time and they're causing different things uh, and different reactions. And, you know, had a conversation, you know, went to one of the appointments with my, with my dad, talked to the doctor, expressed my concerns, and um, it sort of fell on deaf ears. She took him off only one medication that had to deal with his prostate, had nothing to do with his blood pressure. And so in, you know, my conversations, you know, uh, with my, with my, with my, my, my parents, I basically said, all right, 
this is the information that I have based on what I've been able to find through credible resources, you know, um, through like the drug manufacturer and all this, that these are some side effects. So let's remove those out. Let's take these out of the equation. Let's just use one of the medications that, you know, with the smallest dosage that seems to have the least amount of uh, side effects, or at least does not cause the faintness or weakness where the other ones potentially did. And I started seeing, um, even within a week's time period, started seeing some improvement, started seeing him, um, regain some of his strength and, 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 you know, he was using a walker, um, and could barely, you know, get in himself out of a chair, um, barely get himself out of bed. And by the end of that week visit, he was moving around a little bit more, a little bit quicker. Um, and, you know, so I felt very good about that. But at the same time, you know, this is one of those things that if you're, if you're someone, you know, that has parents and, and maybe even, uh, you know, some, you know, that may be stubborn and refuse to take care of themselves, I sort of struggled uh, with that with my own dad because he didn't want to take any medication. He wanted to be completely off of them. And, you know, and, and it's one of those things where it causes a lot of stress and it causes a lot of, uh, you know, turmoil uh, within the family as to, you know, how do you take care of someone who maybe doesn't want to take care of themselves? So I had a lot of that to deal with. So this last trip, um, you know, we had a little bit more of that and had a more of a sit down type of conversation and really heart to heart and some tough love. And I think I was able to get him to commit to taking the one pill and, and we're, we're going to find another doctor, um, get a second opinion and f find a doctor that will listen to our concerns. Um, and you know, I've got him now walking a little bit more, trying to take, uh, you know, doing some things that are going to be healthier for him. And he, you know, mom's doing everything she can to, you know, cook, you know, healthier foods and eat the right foods and eliminate foods that could cause problems with, you know, high blood pressure or even cholesterol and anything else that, that we need to be concerned about, you know, as far as, as, as we get older. But, you know, I've got him on, you know, doing some exercise, um, using some stretch bands to kind of work out and gain some strength back. And at the same time, because he's fallen, um, he's, you know, I know that he lacks a bit of confidence to maybe do things on his own um, for fear of, you know, falling and hurting himself. And I get that. And, and so all this is kind of goes back to where when I turned 50, those are the things that were going through my mind because I didn't want to go through that. And, um, and so it brings me back to this living healthy and longevity type of discussion because now it's more, now it's like it's, now it's in my face because I see it, you know, so the first thing I'd say is, you know, whether it's for yourself or someone you love, your parents, you know, is you need to be your own advocate. You need to do your own research. You need to get a second opinion. If you see something that is some medication that's not working, you know, do the research, figure out what's going on because, you know, medication while it's supposed to help, there are side effects. We've all seen the ads for the various amounts of side effects and issues that can cause um, even you know more discomfort and even more issues than what it's trying to solve for. So you know 
that's the one thing I'd say looking back is like, be your own advocate. I, I know friends of mine that have had, you know, their own parents have gone through some things similar to this and, um, you know, they turned out, uh, the situation, they, they couldn't reverse it. I was able to at least sort of reverse it back to, to where my dad has more mobility and can move on his own. And, and now is, as is this last visit, you know, doesn't necessarily need the walker. I think he still relies on it until he gets his confidence back. So that brings me to a series that I stumbled upon and wasn't really quite sure what it was about, but it was on Disney+. Plus. It's called Limitless, um, and it's by National Geographic, and it features Chris Hemsworth. So if you all know, you know, Chris Hemsworth is Thor in the Marvel movies, and so he is the picture of health. You know, it's like, he, he obviously, he works out. He's in great shape. If you have seen any of his social media accounts, the guy is working out all the time, and, um, you know, and it's like, who wouldn't want to look like him? But he, and I don't know how old he is, but he had a very similar kind of thought of, you know, how do I, you know, extend my longevity? How do I make sure that, you know, I'm as healthy as I can be for my kids, my grandkids, you know, and he actually had his blood tested and, and they went through all these tests and tested for everything. And he turns out that he's at risk for some, some things, you know, including, uh, Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's runs in his family. So he, you know, the series covers sort of kind of his journey to cover a variety of different things. And he's someone that is, you know, suffers from a lot, you know, from anxiety and, um, which I never realized. I never would have pictured that, you know, based on what he does as far as, you know, um, being a, a, a you know, a, a, an actor and, and doing the type of stuff that he does on film. I never would have expected that he suffers from anxiety, but it's something that they did uh, to, and covered um, in at least one of the episodes. And and how they go about doing it is, is, is really interesting by sort of kind of facing that anxiety and learning how to control it through various means. And, um, but there were other things that were interesting as well that, I'd never considered, um, but things like shock of um, using extreme cold and heat um, because it tends to kill uh, bad cells and helps repair damaged cells. So, you know, in, the, in one episode, he was swimming in, you know, freezing, uh, you know, water. I think he had to swim 100 yards or something like that um, and learn how to do that and to do, so, you know, um, and, you know, and go into a sauna and do these type of things. And do these are things that then he, at the end of every episode, he kind of goes through and says, well, what has he changed to, you know, in his daily routine and, and things that he's done to sort of help repair those cells and to kind of slow down that aging process. You know, things like fasting in another episode that says it kills bad cells um, and helps repair damaged cells as well. Um, and that even fasting um, at a certain point, you know, your body has enough, um, you know, energy in it. And as hunter gatherers, when you look at it anthropologically, you know, as, as a, as a species, we went probably several days without eating as we kind of hunted. Um, and you know, at the same time, it triggers something in our brain that, that sharpens our focus. And it's that hunger and that fasting that, that increases that mental focus to actually catch that prey, to catch that, you know, your dinner, um, which I found really fascinating. The other thing that I saw, 
um, how to deal with strength. And this kind of you know comes down a little bit to more of what I'm sort of kind of trying to do, right? Is try, try to maintain my strength as I get older um, through resistance training. But you know, it's one of those things that they say it's specifically it's the mitochondria within our muscles that provides the energy. Um, but over time, it does tend to break down with age. But a way of reversing that is that they say that endurance exercise helps repair and even slow down that aging process and actually can, you know, uh, you know, re- repair that mitochondria as it sort of, you know, instead of it breaking down, can actually delay that breakdown and even uh, create new ones. And a lot of that had to do with... Um, Simple like, you know, like uh, running. I mean, they they referenced the Raramuri uh, uh, people, um, which translates to the people that run from Tarahumara, Mexico. And those individuals, studies have shown, have lower blood pressure. We're talking grandparents who have as low of of blood pressure as their grandkids and great grandkids. And so once again, I'm trying to tie that back to, you know, what my dad's going through and, and trying to regulate his blood pressure and through activity and through, and trying to get him to exercise more. And, you know, the fact that that's something that I already do, you know, makes me feel like, okay, well, hopefully that's something I won't have to deal with, you know, um, and that, um, you know, even exercise, regular exercise will help stimulate the immune system uh, so that it works better and even for longer. Um, and the strength that they were also kind of talking wasn't necessarily, um, you know, specific to lifting weights or specific muscle groups. It was more of a, you know, all around because these, um, the, the, the Romari uh, tribe, I mean, they, it's more of a functional strength because they live in these very isolated and very, um, you know, um, primitive type of areas, um, they're having to do hard labor to, to survive. And, and they're working every single muscle, um, and they, to travel between villages, they're, uh, you know, running. And so they're doing a lot of different things and it helps extend their life, but they also, they tend to get sick less. And that's one of those things that I found really kind of fascinating. And someone who's a trail runner, um, I found like, okay, well, I'm, I'm on the right track, you know, but then it's questions like, well, how much should I be doing? You know, how much more running should I be doing? Should I be doing a hundred miler? Is, is the 19 that I did enough? Is six enough? You know, how, you know, how often should I be doing it? Um, but I think anything that we do at this point is better than nothing at all. And so one of the things that, um, that, you know, that they said, and I, and I, I, I think it's a great mantra and something to think about is that we don't slow down because we age, we age because we slow down. So think about that, you know, how many people do you know that, you know, that are are having trouble moving around or having trouble? And, and it's a question of like, you know, did that occur to them, you know, because they got older or was it because they just stopped, you know, and, and that's what caused the aging process. And then, so that's where I'm kind of, you know, my focus you know, now since I've turned, you know, ever since I turned 50 is to, to keep moving, to keep moving forward, to stay active because I don't want to slow down. And something I've said, even as a, as a mantra, when I was doing a lot of, you know, um, endurance type of events is a body in motion stays in motion. 
you know, and that's sort of kind of what I'm trying to do. And it's the same thing as we say, don't, we don't slow down because we age, we age because we slow down. And so I think as long as we keep moving, as long as we keep exercising, as long as we keep running, as long as we stay active, as long as we're cycling or doing some sort of type of other activity or, uh, that elevates our heart rate, that keeps us mobile, is going to increase our longevity. It's going to keep us healthier. Um, and one of the things that uh, a, a gentleman that was also on, on there, and they had various different people as 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 sort of kind of to kind of tell their side of the story and what they've done. There was an older gentleman who, you know, at some like seventy something years old, was cleaning out his garage, found a bike, found his son's bike, and started bike riding. And and now at eighty something, he's riding and he's ridden something like over two thousand kilometers at one point. Um, but he's healthier now. He doesn't, he doesn't get as sick as other people do. And he said, the goal is to be free from medication for as long as possible. And that is sort of kind of goes back to what I was saying about my dad and his high blood pressure and the medication that they gave him is I want him and I want myself and I want for everyone else that's listening to be as healthy as possible and to delay taking a medication for something that is treatable simply by exercising, simply by eating healthier, simply by um, being more active, and simply by, by, by just, just being mobile. Um, and so... You know, a lot of this, you know, if, if you've listened to, you know, our podcast for, for any length of time, you will probably uh, recognize the name David Raikland, and he's an anthropologist that has studied a lot of these things. He studied the, the Hadza, which was also uh, mentioned. It's another, uh, you know, tribe that was mentioned in this series, um, but the, the in the area also in the term Humara and the Raramuri, uh, I think he references that as well. It was episode 126 and 48, and he talked about the things of, of, as anthropologically what we've learned to stay healthier that we could apply to us today. Um, you know, like simple things like, you know, don't sit all day. Uh, stand, be mobile, um, you know, try to get, you know, I think it's 150 minutes uh, a week of exercise of elevated heart rate, you know, most of these tribes are getting 150 minutes a day. And if we were able to do that 150 minutes a week, we would be much better off and we would probably rely less on some medication, things that we can control if we get started early enough, if we start taking care uh, you know, of ourselves better early enough. Um, and I know that as, as, as listeners of this podcast, I'm preaching to the choir. Um, you guys are already doing this for yourselves. You're already leading a very active lifestyle. But as we start the new year, as we think about goals for 2023, what I would, I would say and I would uh, suggest is that you bring a, a friend a family member along with you, that you introduce them into this lifestyle, that you show them that they can be part of this journey, that they can be healthier 
And I would recommend that you yourself or you recommend or that you know that you watch this episode, these the series. Uh, it's there's six episodes because I found it really fascinating and the way it was broken down and explained, because I do think that it can make a difference. That's I think is if we are, you know, part of this, you know, community, it's to, you know, help others, to inform others, you know, not necessarily preach. Because I don't want to do that. I don't want to force people to do something that they don't want to do or they don't believe in. But it's something that I think that we can do um, as part of this community um, to spread the word, to spread you know this information that there's there are ways to improve you know our health and our longevity, so that things that are affecting our parents or our grandparents. Those that, you know, are our loved ones, that they have a better time as they age, that we have a better time as we age, that we can actually um, not only be healthier, but stronger as we get older and live a, a more productive and more fulfilling life because of the actions and the things that we do right now. So that's sort of kind of what I've been reflecting on over, like I said, it's been sort of kind of going through my mind for the last few years. Um, like I said, I just turned 53, so it's very, you know, top of mind. It's something that I'm, I'm thinking about quite a bit, especially having and going through what, you know, what my dad's going through and, and sort of kind of seeing his decline because of the, you know, medications that he was put on that, you know, had these adverse side effects that, you know, um, that, you know, truly were a 180 from, from what he was, you know, even in a period of a week. And at the same time, had he taken better care of himself? And, and I had mentioned many more, you know, many times that he should do more exercise. He should go out walking. He should do different things. But it's sometimes it takes... Um, a life-changing type of an event. It takes something to wake a person up or, you know, to make that change. And I don't know if that's this, this was it for my dad or not, but I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep, um, you know, keep the pressure on to make sure that he takes care of himself because I don't think it's too late. I think that that there's there's time and there's the opportunity to um, to improve your health, no matter at what point of your life you're at. So this year, as you as you kind of start the new year and you start thinking about, like I said, New Year's resolutions, all that. Think about that. Think about who you can take on this journey, because. When you think about it, you could be saving someone's life. You could be improving their life. You could be extending their life by by a few to a several years. So I'll leave you with that thought as we kind of close out the year. This will be the last episode for 2022. Um, I will be back at the first of the year. I've got some great. Um, I've got some great guests. Um, I won't 
give any hints out yet, but uh, I, I, I had already contacted them before the year was out. It's just a matter of scheduling them. Um, but once again, looking for inspiring stories, stories that I think will resonate with all of you um, and talk about topics and um, and just so that we get better informed and that we you know use it to to be inspired to um, to do more, to do better than what we uh, did this past year. So with that, I'll leave you and say, you know, thank you for uh, listening to this podcast and tuning in. I love the support. And, um, you know, please drop me a line um, at podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com. Um, if you're interested in shoe reviews. I do that separately on our YouTube channel. So you can check that out. I'll have plenty of, uh, shoes. I've got several shoes that I need to review, including the, uh, super comp trainer from new balance. Um, that will be up there, uh, here, uh, hopefully in the next few weeks. Um, so I got a lot of running to do, but I got to recover first from this last race. So with that said, thank you once again, um, for, for a great, uh, for a great year. And, uh, let's, uh, look forward to 2023. So keep running, keep riding and keep believing in yourself. Talk to you next year. Do you have a story or know someone with a story that can inspire, motivate, or even empower others? Email me at podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com. I want to share your story. Don't forget to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with others.